You're listening to The Classic Podcast. Good afternoon, everyone. We are in the final stretch of the school year, as well as the final stretch of our series, Admitted on The Classic Podcast. This is your host, Nikki. And for our seventh episode, we have invited Miss Michelle on to read her college personal essay. So Michelle, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Yeah, my name is Michelle. I applied early action, restrictive early action to what was my dream school, Harvard University. And I was unfortunately deferred in early action. So it was a bit of a process kind of, you know, recollecting myself, applying to a lot of different places and seeing what was going to happen. And I was very pleasantly surprised and really honored to get into Harvard in regular decision. So it was a difficult couple of months, but it all worked out. And I was really, really, really happy about that and thankful for everything. I'm probably going to be majoring in applied mathematics, maybe with a dual concentration in music. Um, I really love playing the violin, so I don't want to give that up in college. But I'm a bit undecided. and I want to try out a lot of different classes when I get there and see what happens and see where my path takes me. Apply mathematics and music. What a preface to your essay coming up in response to common app prompt number one, uh, which says that some students have a background, identity, interest, or talent that is so meaningful they believe their application would be incomplete without it. So if this sounds like you, then please share your story. All right. So I wasn't really sure if we were supposed to title our common app essays, but I did it just in case because I had the extra word. And I think I really quite literally just had one extra word to spare. I called it polyphony. And if anyone doesn't know what a polyphony is, I try to you know connect it back to music. But a polyphony is essentially when there's like several different like voices coinciding in music. So it's like basically layering of, um, yeah, of different voices. There's no really better way to say it. So I felt like that reflected well upon my personality and my interests. So here it goes. As I head to school in my best friend's minivan, Spotify K-pop and Mandarin car radio combat the roar of the 7.30 a.m. rush hour. As I settle into my school orchestra rehearsal, the auditorium fills with flurries of music and the white noise of students warming up. When I get home, the precise clicking of my metronome and the warm sound of my violin resonate in every corner of my room. Violin has been part of my life ever since I was three years old. Over time, my engagement has deepened. I practice three hours a day and have spent the last seven years of Saturdays at Juilliard taking classes, playing in the orchestra, and participating in chamber music. I enter competitions, give recitals, and play at hospitals and senior centers, but my musical life far extends beyond my playing. Music permeates the air that I breathe, enlivening my other passions and curiosities. Many of the fields I care about most and dedicate time to Poetry, math, and physics have, for me, a musical component. While tapping my pencil against my desk, I hear a rhythm that guides my poetry. Every word has its own heartbeat, and every syllable carries a breath. It doesn't matter if a line adheres strictly to iambic pentameter or follows a thread of free verse. It carries an innate sense of musicality. I hear my poems as a series of musical phrases composed of rhyme, meter, and accentuation, Every note, every word is important and can completely make or break the whole. 
I hear the music I play as the sound of physics. When I tune my violin to my stand partners in orchestra rehearsal, I'm trying to match the frequency of my A string to hers. Whenever there's a discrepancy, I flinch at the dissonance. Physics has a term for that dissonance, beat frequency. It's the wah-wah sound of two tones that vibrate at almost but not exactly the same rate. It's a musical problem that comes from acoustical physics. In math class, as I grip my calculator and graph the spiral of the Fibonacci sequence, it reminds me of the shape of my violin skull. I think of how the relationship between each number in the sequence is a constant, the golden ratio. It's the same ratio that Bach, Bartok, Beethoven, and many other greats used in their compositions. Their music is structured so that the climax comes at a point that has a precise mathematical relation to the whole, the golden ratio. It's a perfect marriage between musical structure and mathematical sequencing. As I play my violin, I think of that ratio and those mysterious yet logical mathematical structures that underlay the beauty of music. Even while I'm walking down the street or taking an exam, I'm also composing music in my head. Although those compositions are sometimes for self-entertainment, they often apply to where I am and what I'm doing. A stroll might have a winding, contemplative melody. A test, meanwhile, might have a dramatic orchestral piece in the background, something like the opening of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, but more Michelle and less Beethoven. The personal performances I create in my mind make each bit of my life a smidge more colorful. Yet, being a serious musician is, the most, a time suck. When I tell non-musicians my schedule, they sometimes express pity, sometimes horror, and every once in a while, puzzled admiration. But really, I don't deserve any of that. Music is not a chore to me, or an onerous discipline. It connects me to the universe. It's in poetry and math and physics and even in my most banal day-to-day tasks. A portal for everything else, music is ever-present, both within me and around me. Music doesn't mean the world to me. It makes the world a little more mine. Amazing. Thank you. That's it. That's the tweet. But, you know, um, I, as well as probably anyone who has sat in the auditorium for an orchestra concert or, you know, winter concert, spring concert, would not have expected anything else from you. It was so good. But I still got to ask, why why was music the right choice as an essay topic for you? And also, just how did you figure out what approach to take and to develop the story that you wanted to tell both about yourself and about music? It was definitely a difficult process. I don't imagine anybody goes into the common app experience without having written up in mm-hmm. like four to five drafts, if not more. So I actually definitely went through and killed off several ideas before I settled on what I was actually going to be writing about. But I have to say that I noticed as I was writing my different drafts that mm-hmm. a common thread was often going back to music because it's really such a large part of my life. I dedicate so much mm-hmm. time to it. I felt like I wouldn't really be talking about myself unless I included music in some way, shape, or form. I think it just has really contributed to my character and my personality more than anything else and just the way I approach life and my passions and my interests and the way in which I kind of, you know, tackle everything that comes at me in the world. So while I was sort of, you know, sorting that through, Mm -hmm. I kind of decided that being interdisciplinary as well is really, really important to me. I've like, you know, gone through most of my life 
a little bit split between my musical, like my artistic mm -hmm. self and my academic self. And um, I think, you know, all my experiences here at Townsend and just mm -hmm. in life in general have led me to realize that I do want to take an approach in college that merges those two mm -hmm. separate lives of mine. And that interdisciplinary perspective was really like the basis of this common app essay. And then in general, actually, the basis of most of the things I included in my college application. Yeah, and that's how you ended up with math and physics and poetry and music in one. But I also kind of curious about the other scenarios you mentioned that you thought about or considered. So could you talk a little bit about those? Yeah, totally. So I think we all go through a, a bit of a sports essay phase. Um, people will often tell you that you're supposed to avoid this sort of topic. But my yes. first topic was kind of similar to that. Um, mm -hmm. It was just like the music version of a sports essay talked about like a musical injury and then how I kind of came back from it so after kind of thinking about it I was like this is like a slight variation on something that people consider very cliche so I grabbed that and then I actually went on to talk about as many people may know violin has left me with a mark on my neck that looks kind of like a hickey yes <laughs> yeah, so all my life I've gotten you know comments um, that I don't need to go into detail about, but people making assumptions about what's on my neck that aren't necessarily true. So I actually did try to write an essay about that, but I couldn't really get it to like take a full story-esque form. It was more kind of like I had the anecdote, but I didn't have everything else. So I wasn't able to make it into something fully developed. So I scrapped that. And then, then I tried to do like a day in the life essay. And I actually really, I, I did like how that one came out and I did send it to a couple of colleges. Um, it was basically like focusing on the in-between moments of my life. So I had an essay kind of breaking down like things that happened during car rides to and from school or like what you would normally find in the backseat of my car. And mm -hmm. I felt like that was just kind of like a little personal tribute to some of the things that I like. But the one that I ultimately ended up settling on for most of my colleges was the one that I felt represented my, like, you know, passions the most. And this one kind of fell into that category. But I think, like, some of my other ideas definitely had potential. And then in your essay, because you wrote about music and physics and math and things like that, there are a lot of vocabulary words. So I guess the question would be, how did you find a balance between over explaining like those more technical terms like the golden ratio and the sequences um, when relating music to math and physics and also like not explaining enough but then you still wanted to make it flow and be in an essay that felt personal so how did you find that balance? I think it was kind of trying to find that tricky medium where I would be able to explain the concepts but in a way that was through my personal voice so you'll notice like in that section where I was talking about physics I tried to keep it like, I don't want to say fundamental because I did include some like, you know, niche terminology, if you will. But mm -hmm. when I say fundamental, I mean, the way I explain it was like, oh, it's like that wah-wah sound. Like I wanted it to be conversational. Like I was sitting in the coffee shop. Like I feel like that's what I was visualizing. Like I'm in a coffee shop with somebody and they're asking me to explain what I see the correlation to be. Like I wouldn't start going off and being like, oh, this is a formula and this is what that formula looks like. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It was more like, oh, yeah, you know, it kind of sounds like this, like in my head, like I'm kind of hearing this wah-wah and that's what it's like for me. So I felt like that was how I found my happy medium. Last question. 
looking back, what would you have done differently? Or maybe you did do differently when you were submitting for RD schools. And also, what would you suggest other students focus on when crafting and molding and devising their own personal essays? I think that the only thing that I really would have done differently and did alter ever so slightly in my essay was the way I phrased a couple of things. But I felt like the overall message like came across really well already in early action. So I think I made like a couple of minor edits, but it was pretty negligible. It was pretty insignificant to the final product. It would just be like, oh, maybe I like moved one word over, but nothing that I felt like totally turned the tables in my essay. I'd say my general advice is not to feel super limited to a certain structure for a common app essay. A lot of people think you need to have like this really particular thing where you have an introduction and you pick an anecdote and you talk about how that anecdote changed you and you give like some sort of general result. But I feel like life is just never that straightforward. Like maybe some of us do have that experience where we can find that particular peculiar moment oftentimes because we want it to be standout, right? And then we talk about how it changed us. And we can sort of mold something out of a lot of the things that happened to us. But I feel like we shouldn't, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't feel like we have to. Um, There's more than one essay prompt. I felt like when I went into it, I kind of had the mentality that I can only write about the prompt where I pick a moment and talk about how it changed me. Because Mm -hmm. that's like the formula I had heard from so many people. So when I actually kind of opened, started opening the doors to the possibility that I could really just pick an interest and talk about it or something about my background and talk about it that kind of totally reframed and opened up the possibilities to so much more. And then there's also like, people are really afraid to pick the essay prompt that says like open, open book, basically, like you can do whatever you want. You don't have to be afraid to pick a prompt like that. And ultimately, you should just write what you're feeling. When push comes to shove, it's likely that you're your essay is going to fall in line with one of the prompts on the page, and you're going to be able to kind of morph it and find a way to make it work. So I think that my biggest advice is to just like, you know, speak from the hardest cliches that may sound and not feel like you have to be, you know, retained to some sort of formula when writing your essay. Like definitely hit on a couple of key things like, you know, personal growth is always nice to have in there. If you're going for the personal growth essay, obviously you want to have that somewhere in there. And, you know, if you're picking mine, you obviously want to pick, you know, a passion or something. So you don't want to totally stray from the beaten path, but you also want to be able to stray enough from it that it's you talking and not kind of like an AI generated thing from the internet that I could have just asked to write my common app essay for me. So I think putting that personal touch is really important. And if not totally in your common app essay, then definitely in your supplementary essays. Like if I may just go on a really, really, really brief tangent, I guess that was an oxymoron about one of my essays um, for Harvard, I guess specifically since I'm going there. Um, they had a supplement where you could have like, you had like a free choice of a bunch of different prompts and you can kind of tackle it any way you want. And um, I just chose one, like if I were to take a gap year, what would I do? And it was an interesting choice for me because I totally wasn't planning on taking a gap year and I'm not, mm-hmm. but I thought, it, I thought it would be a good way to get a little bit creative of what I would do with my ear, assuming that, you know, COVID-19 regulations weren't there and like definitely exist and all that. And what I felt would be a creative approach to that was like submitting like journal entries for like what I'm doing mm-hmm. throughout the year. So I think like it's those little things that help you add your personal touch to your overall application so that it's not, you know, a mundane kind of methodical process 
instead it's kind of it becomes more like a creative canvas for you to put your personality on aside from all the logistical things like submitting your SAT score but the whole idea is to kind of just oh I know this is really cliche but be yourself (laughs) it works out in the end I think you know and I think everyone ends up you know where they're meant to be and in the process you know and it can be really difficult at times like you know when I was deferred it was definitely really discouraging. I was like, oh no, is this the end yeah. of the thing? And even if I didn't get in regular decision, you know, there are mm-hmm. always a lot of like plenty of other really, really great options out there. It's ultimately what you make of your college experience. You know, you could go to a great school and also hate it. So you really never know. It's totally what you make of it and just approach it with that mindset and everything is going to be a-okay. Yes. Amazing advice you had, Michelle. And just going back to your essay, I think it was so good that, you know, like music is a passion, but you really showed like admissions officers and also like listeners that, no, wait, this isn't like, this isn't the end of it. Like, it's not just um, a passion or something I do for fun. It's really integrated into every part of your life. Like not as a chore, but kind of, kind of like a personality, like you said. Um, So I think that was definitely really great. Thank you. Yeah, but thank you for sharing your amazing essay with us. We loved having you here thank today. You. And as usual, if you're listening, follow us at THHS Classic on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and read our articles on THHSClassic.com and watch our videos on our YouTube channel, The Classic TV, and join us next time. You're listening to The Classic Podcast.